Welcome to Explore the Word Podcast. I'm so glad you could join in today and we'll continue in this episode in our survey of the Old Testament books. And this time we'll look at uh, First and Second Kings. The Hebrews considered First and Second Kings to be one book since they constitute one story, continuous story. The Greek translators uh, made it into two. Uh, Jeremiah is traditionally held to be the author, assisted by his secretary Baruch. If he was not, then he would have been a contemporary, if he wasn't the author, the contemporary of Jeremiah was. Uh, the emphasis of the book strongly suggests the viewpoint of a prophet. Historical setting, the events of First uh, and Second Kings, takes place, extends from the death of David to the captivity of Zedekiah, the last monarch of the kingdom of Judah. This period from Solomon to Zedekiah is known as the Solomonic Temple Era, extending from the building of the temple by Solomon to the destruction of it by Nebuchadnezzar. In political setting, nationally, these books cover the period of Israel's greatest political influence in the time of Solomon to a complete political eclipse when the southern kingdom was destroyed and remnant was exiled in Babylon. The seeds of that fall were planted early by the domestic policy of Solomon, which led to unrest. His uh, great taxation was a big problem. After the fall of the north in uh, 722 BC, um, the southern kingdom had sporadic periods of political greatness uh, before her similar destruction uh, in 586 BC. Externally, this period began with no great world empire exerting much influence or showing prominence in the world. As Israel's spiritual condition deteriorated, we see the rise of powers. The new Assyrian Empire came to world dominance just before the captivity of the Northern Kingdom. A century later, the new Babylonian Empire rose just in time for God's judgment on the Southern Kingdom. The, the religious setting you know, of these books, we see the building of Solomon's Temple at the beginning of this period, and that really constituted a high point uh, for Israel's religious history. Solomon also instituted a highly organized worship system, a good beginning, but it didn't last as idolatry snuck in and soon inundated the nation, definitely impacted by Solomon's many wives who he built shrines to their heathen gods for. After the division of the kingdom, Jeroboam, who led the northern kingdom, immediately introduced calf worship at two shrines in Bethel and Dan. Ahab and Jezebel added the Canaanite Baal worship. Uh, there was a Baal purge by Jehud in 841 BC, uh, but unfortunately idolatry continued in both kingdoms till their destructions in 722 BC and 550, uh, 586 BC. The religious temperament of the period may be seen in the character of various kings, who served over each kingdom. Following Solomon, Judah had 19 kings and one queen, only eight of which were nominally righteous according to God's standard. The northern kingdom had 19 kings, but every one of them was designated evil. 
The closest one to righteous, in my opinion, would have been Jehu, uh, who did a lot of good things, but he didn't go far enough. So at any rate, they were all designated as evil by the Lord. Unique contributions of First and Second Kings. The greatness of Solomon is really amazing. I mean, his wisdom, the temple building, and the reign of peace. Uh, and, you know, it, Israel reached as great a zenith of strength and influence. And, you know, the Lord used him to write the book of Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, the Song of Solomon, the temple was amazing what the work that was done by the you know oversight of solomon it was splendor i mean it really was phenomenal in the ancient world and again that reign of peace you know it brought him a lot of acclimate sadly solomon did fail to practice and obey the word of god that he once held to so that that's sad but that you know that's definitely a contribution of this, these books the greatness of solomon uh, we see the divided kingdom in 1 Kings 12, after 80 years of building and established a kingdom under David and Solomon, it was permanently divided into two kingdoms after the death of Solomon. Ten tribes merged together under leadership of Jeroboam and two tribes under Rehoboam. And uh, most of Simeon and Levi sided with Judah as well. Why did these... Why did they break up? Why did this great kingdom split so quickly? I think there's three major reasons. Spiritually, it occurred as the Lord had predicted because of Solomon's idolatry. And he'd taken many wives, First Kings 11, 11. Wherefore the Lord said unto Solomon, For as much as this is done of thee, thou hast not kept my covenant, my statutes, for which I have commanded thee, I will surely rend the kingdom from thee and will give it to thy servant. So there's a spiritual aspect. Uh, I think there's an economic aspect. Solomon's heavy taxation program. I mean, uh, it's referred to in the beginning of these books. Uh, he and the throne was rich, but many were poor. And then politically, an ancient rival between uh, Judah and Ephraim was exploited by Jeroboam. And Jeroboam was an Ephraimite. Uh, Ephraim was reluctant to bow to Judah's leadership. But you know, that's three of them. I think the biggest one is the spiritual side of it. Um, the fall of Samaria in 722 BC, Second uh, Kings chapter 17, that's recorded. Um, the political chaos definitely describes Israel's last 30 years very, very well. There was five dynasties, four assassinations in its twilight years. The last king, Hosea, was uh, imprisoned by Shalmazar during his last two years before the collapse of the city in 722. The fall of the north was designed as a warning to Judah that the Lord would not stand for idolatry in his land. Uh, Ezekiel 23, 25, I will set my jealousy against thee, and they shall dwell furiously with thee. They shall take away thy nose and thine ears, and thy remnant shall fall by the sword, and they shall take thy sons and thy daughters, and thy residue shall be devoured by the fire. That's a pretty vivid statement from the lord and he's trying to get judah to come on smarten up get in the right place um do we do see some reformers in judah um though the no northern kingdom of israel had no good kings judah did have some and five of them were definitely those who we consider reformers they really tried to reform the nation asa jehoshaphat joash 
Hezekiah and Josiah. Now, two of the reformers faltered in their later years, Asa and Joash. And the other three uh, had wicked sons following them that destroyed nearly all the good that they had accomplished. Uh, strangely, four of the reformers came from wicked fathers. Only one raised a godly son, Asa. He raised Jehoshaphat. Uh, just uh, again, that we mentioned this anomaly last time. Uh, it's just amazing to see that take place. And then we see, unfortunately, the destruction of Jerusalem and the temple uh, in 2 Kings chapter 25. And uh, that we know it from history. It fell on August the 9th, uh, 586 BC. Now, there's a number of deportations that take place. 606 is when Daniel actually went into captivity. 597, uh, that's recorded for us in 2 Kings chapter 24. And then it, it, it all fall apart, the whole city and the temple. In 586. Um, the city and the temple were rebuilt. A city numerous times. We know uh, the temple was rebuilt as well. Um, the reasons for the destruction or captivity. You know, There's at least three that we can see. Uh, they refused to keep the covenant law. And resorted to all the idolatry and abominations of the heathen around them. Though they were told numerous, numerous times not to. They refused to respond to the correction of God's prophets. And, um, and and in the, cor the correction the Lord brought by chastisement, uh, I'm just reading through Jeremiah and my own personal devotional life and just how they refused to listen. They just, they were adamant against it. And they refused to keep God's sabbatical uh, years and his Sabbaths. Um, they, again, just, just disregarding God's word. That, that's what they were doing. And so there had to be judgment for that. So I hope, a little survey of those books have been a help so far, and I hope it's uh, help you as you learn the book, as you study the book, and I encourage you to continue to explore the Word.